Welcome to the Chamber Podcast. As plans for the 2022 Commonwealth Games continue to take shape, we're discussing how Birmingham can deliver a successful event and how local businesses can take advantage of some of the opportunities on offer. I'm Dan Harrison, Press and PR Executive at the Chamber. Uh, Paul Faulkner, Chief Executive at the Chamber. Uh, John Crabtree here, I think, as Chair of the Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth Games. Saki Batty, President of the Greater Birmingham Chambers of Commerce. At the Commonwealth Games 2022, it's been hailed as a major coup in many quarters for, for Birmingham and the wider region. So, first of all, we're going to start by talking about the, the impact the Games are expected to have on the West Midlands as a whole. I mean, for me, it absolutely is a, is a coup that we've secured the rights to to hold the Games here in 2022. And I think the focus now is very much shifting on taking advantage of this and ensuring that we deliver the, the best possible Commonwealth Games and the best ever Commonwealth Games. And we talk a lot about wanting to um, shine that spotlight on Birmingham. We know all the sort of the, the great strides that the city and the region's been making in, in recent years. This is our moment. This is our time. Um, and I think there's a fierce determination to take advantage of that and to deliver uh, when that moment comes and really make the most of it. Talk about putting on the best possible games. Uh, we've got the man who's going to be overseeing how we how we do that. So how are we going to do it, John? Well, first of all, just echo what Paul said. Yeah, the timing for this is perfect for us because we, you know, we're a city that's you know, been hiding our light under a bushel really for all my working life, anyhow, for many many decades now. Yeah, we don't promote ourselves very well, and we're suddenly going to, and we've we've got a movement going on in the city now, which we can all feel. Uh, you can't get here anymore because there are no roads without a road works. You can't, it's just impossible to move around. So there is things are happening. There is an economic resonance here. And then out of the, you know, out of the, like the lottery finger coming down and saying, this is for you, you know, we're going to have a million tickets sold. We're going to have a, a worldwide audience of one and a half billion people you know, focused on our city and our region. It's a, it's a, we're talking before, it is absolutely, uh, to steal your phrase, John, chance to write our own story. And that's so exciting. I mean, that comes around, you know, once in a lifetime. And I think that, you know, we've got a, a firm grip on the pen. And so let's make sure we write a brilliant story. Yeah, so what was our last story? Well, our last story was probably Joseph Chamberlain. That goes back a few years. And before that, Watton Bolton, do you think? Yeah, the manufacturing centre of the, the empire. Anybody got a story since then? Um, oh, Spaghetti Junction. That was a bit of a story once, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember all that? Yeah. It's about yeah. time, isn't it? But actually, actually, we all laugh because we've got that sort of gallows humour that Brummies have. Um, and we joke about our football. I've just been doing that next door. Yeah, we like being the championship because that's just, just, just about where we should be. You know, so this is this is going to make us raise our our game's not bad, but raise our game in terms of what us three do in our business world, which is take our game outside the windows. You know, take it out to the world out there. Make people look at us whether they like it or not, and we're going to be great. And I mean, the real opportunity here isn't just about the eight to 10 days the games happen for, but it's the legacy that we leave behind. And, you know, it'd be absolutely fantastic that even in 10, 15 years, you know, people are still talking about our games and what we achieved um, and the opportunities that we created for our young people. Um, so that's, it's a really exciting opportunity. Is there still a bit of a job to do in, in winning certain people round? I mean, from my personal point of view, I'm, I'm, I'm sports mad. I'm a proud West Midlander, so I'm really excited. But there, there are others who maybe don't see it like that, but they, they can be won around, as we perhaps saw with, with the London Olympics. Yes, it's, 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 the words, the fine words are easy, but it's sleepless night stuff, this is. This is real sleepless night, because you know, we've got every ability to, every possibility of making a bog of it as well, if I'm honest, excuse my French. Yeah, we have, haven't we? So um, we have to win those people around. Um, yeah, 
a lot of the questions I've been asked, for example, about the funding, the city, the city of Birmingham is ability to fund it because the articles, are excellent articles, I think, the Sunday Times have written about you know, our, our balance sheet here in the city. So it would be absolutely disastrous if, if our citizens started to think that some of the services which are being withdrawn because of public sector cuts that we know, social care cuts the last six years since Australia, Australia in some way were being withdrawn to pay for the games. And I'm really, that is not what's going to happen, but it's really important to get that story out there. Otherwise, there will be naysayers, and you can't blame them. I think that, that, that challenge is what, what fuels people. You know, this is going to be magnificent. We use big words, but you know, making sure that that is the case is not easy. Now, there's a huge prize here at the end of the, uh, you know, at the, end of the, uh, the road. And I think you know, we've got to recognise that you know, the fires have to really be burning. Now, there should be that element of, of fear. Like, what if it doesn't go well? We don't want... No, and no one involved wants to have their name associated with that. So you, know, you flip it then and use that as a positive to sort of make sure that we do everything we possibly can to ensure that, you know, come you know, July and August 2022, that the, yes, the athletic side of it is fantastic but you know that the build-up people are feeling the benefit are seeing the benefit and of course that the legacy is genuine and real and that you know Sakib sort of said in 15 years hence people are really still talking about this as a as a transformation as a catalytic uh, event and I think that you know there is a slight sense of enormity around that but you know what let's let's embrace it I love it I think it's fantastic and I think we're going to do it the way we want to do it. And uh, if I just go back to when the uh, the handover happened, and you know, I didn't know what to expect. And actually, when that happened, and they did that am- uh, amazing uh, dance routine, you know, people were talking about it for weeks afterwards. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and Hi- it was absolutely. Yeah, it was just absolutely. For the hippo there. I saw Sakib dancing around his living room to it. Actually, I didn't quite make the cut. Well, I agree. We've only had one organising committee board meeting so far. Uh, so, uh, so I had to be appointed first before there was, and the board's not even in place yet, but I've made them watch that. I put that video on, we had about t- 10, 12 people there. I had, yeah, there wasn't a dry eye from yeah. any of the brummers around the table. Fantastic. And the answer, the answer is, you know, when people talk about the finances where it can go wrong, you know, all, this, all the data from all the games and the PwC report for the bids say that um, there's a minimum return of three to one. Yeah, for every pound investment, there's a three pound return. So that's money coming from all over the world, because obviously it's television rights, sponsoring rights, and Whitehall Westminster money as well. Well, we can make that sort of return here for the people of Birmingham. I think the economic benefits are unquestioned. You, know, you talk about that three to one return. So that, that's new money coming in here, which if the games weren't taking place, wouldn't be t- happening. And no, you, I think there's, there's statistics around almost 5,000 uh, permanent jobs created as a result of the games you know the amount of volunteers who are going to be involved and the sort of the opportunity to skill them up which i think there's an onus then on the business community to uh, to tap into that um again sort of post the games uh it, it it's very very real and i think that's just looking at the economic benefits before we uh, even touch on the the social um benefits here you've partially stolen my, my next question there paul but uh Obviously, we, we tend to look at things from the, the business point of view. And what about the opportunities for local businesses? Well, absolutely. I mean, there's, you know, sort of procurement events are now starting to, to take place. At the sort of time we're sat here, it's, uh, it's coming up in a couple of weeks and there's going to be an awful lot more throughout the, yeah, the, so the region. Pack, do you want to pack some figures on that? So yeah. if we take the last two games, so I've just been talking about this to the patrons. So uh, in Glasgow, the, the organising committee, that's me, but obviously not me, 
the, the, the procurement contracts that were available from the organisation were worth about £250 million, and about 75% of those were secured within Glasgow and Scotland. Uh, the Gold Coast did better, so they were near £340 million, and, and, and it, well into the 70%, 80% were secured for the Gold Coast. So those are the sort of numbers we're talking about. Obviously, in four years' time, the first number will have grown, so maybe £400 million worth of the procurement contracts. And why, you know, we, we had the benefit. I mean, look at the Gold Coast and what's there. I mean, it's fabulous, but it's not industrial heartland that we are. Uh, and they, can't, they couldn't supply all those contracts. Obviously, inevitably, we can. So I should be really fed up if we're not well into the 90% of those procurement contracts. First of all, main contractor here in, in the West Midlands, but also the supply chain behind that. That, that should be transformational. I'm actually spending my time talking more about the, the softer side of the legacy because I think I'm expecting these guys here to talk about the business bits and it doesn't need me. Um, but that's, that's what's there, yeah. And the Birmingham business has got to go and grab those contracts. Actually, just to build on that as well, where John mentioned the supply chain, I, I think although it's the Birmingham Commonwealth Games, actually, you know, it's, this is going to have regional benefit, and as these big, uh, big events do, uh, and I think you know whether you know Walsall or Sandwell or you know there's events happening in Sandwell, for example, but you know it's going to have massive economic benefits, social benefits because you know we're going to need volunteers from the whole of the West Midlands uh, to get involved. Um, so it's a really exciting opportunity. And if you're listening and you want to be involved and you don't know how right now, then uh, there's lots of information out there. And that's one of the things, say, certainly at the Chamber, you know, we're producing hot topic reports. There's, there's a ton of information on the website. And you know, as John said, people have to get out and grab it. And, but the opportunities will be there. That's key. I think touching on what's, what Saqib said, actually, it's worth pointing out that obviously the Chamber, we cover as far as Chase and Sutton Coalfield. They're, they're key venues as well in, uh, as part of the games. But um, what, what type of contracts could... Uh, uh, Will the games be be, be looking to, to to hand out to, to companies and and what can companies, particularly SMEs, do now to, to get ready for for bidding for those games contracts? Yeah, well, fair enough. So I asked only recently. Maybe I maybe I saw something that said I was going to be asked this question. Tell me what sort of supply contracts would be. Thinking there'd be about ten. Well, you can see the sheet I've got here. I got a sheet of A4 with what forty different types of contracts out, and it goes over the other page as well. So obviously that's the obvious things like premises and professional service and the rest of it. But then you then you get into things like the mascot creative design. You get into the uh, games family hotel where the you know, where the, all the people are going to be supported. Um, the baton relay, the design of that, the manufacture of it. How it's, it goes. It's an endless ticket service providing provider. All the ticketing, uh, the scoring, the results, the screening. There are some great check technological, leading technological companies in the West Midlands that I've been to who are terrific on big screen technology. Uh, the broadcasting, the, obviously the opening and closing ceremony, I can go on and on with these things. The overlay design panel, the list is endless. Endless. And so there is this event we're talking about which is completely yeah. sold out as I understand yeah. it. 500, limited two people per company and 500 seats gone, I think, is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. Which is to talk specifically about procurement and how it's going to work. And hopefully we'll have to do that again for the people who weren't there, I guess. I don't exactly. know. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it, no, it, shows, the, it shows the demand. And I think uh, you know, that's, again, putting the onus back on businesses. You know, these events are out there. Information is out there. And if you haven't uh, or you're not aware of it right now, then you've got to go and grab it because other people are. And I think there's a lot to go around, as John has sort of been outlining. And uh, you know, the, the call from us is that we'll help. Uh, spread the information, help provide the the routes into it, and then you know I think it's there for businesses to to grab and to make the most of. 
Okay, so finally, what, what role will the Chamber be playing in the run-up to, to the Games? We're going to be there supporting, you know, standing alongside John and obviously helping to um, make businesses, our members and the whole business community, just aware of what is going on, how they can get involved, how they can take advantage. Um, you know, we want to go beyond that and uh, tap into the, the sort of the, the broader social and civic role. I think that's something that I know Sakib and, and myself feel is is a very important part for the, the whole business community to play and sort of really to emphasise the, the sense that business is a force for good. Well, the Commonwealth Games is um, certainly a force for good. And I think, you know, there's lots of messaging and um, approaches that, that line up. And, you know, we're, as you can tell, very, very excited by the games and we're determined to play uh, every part that we possibly can in ensuring that uh, the, the games that we deliver is the best that there's ever been. I couldn't have said it better and if I, I'm going to add to that all I'm going to say is when you have big projects like this when you have good forward looking people people like John people like Paul uh, people across the region like the mayor um, we, we, are, we have the right leadership to get this done um, in such a short space of time we're, we're gonna, we have the enthusiasm and the energy and the business community will be behind this.